This is Michelle Dawes-Burt of Real Chicks Rock, and this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dawes-Burt, and as always, I'm super excited. Because I have the opportunity to talk to this gentleman today. We're going to get to that in just a second. We want to welcome all of the new listeners and people that are watching us and listening uh, today. We want to give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. It's all about the empowerment of women, and we do it through various different vehicles and platforms. We do it through community service, we do it through public speaking and mentoring, and we do it through the arts. And the arts is one of the, it's this platform right here where we get an opportunity to sit down. And and talk to people that are doing phenomenal things within our community. And today is no different. Today, my topic is the possibilities of Will Fagan. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Welcome. Well, um, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. You're a very busy individual. Very busy. I, I try to be. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. going to get worse. It's going to get worse <laughs> before it gets better. So let's just jump right in. Okay. Where are you, where are you from? So I'm originally from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, I moved to Atlanta in 2009. Um, the company that I was working for had got purchased mm. by a company whose headquarters was in Roswell. Okay. So I had the opportunity to relocate with the company. Mm. I said, why not? Um, and I still have immediate family in Pittsburgh. Right. Um, and I, at the time, I had a house there. Mm-hmm. So I did have some things tying me there. Right. But um, it was an opportunity to try something different. Okay. Um, so I, I went for it. And um, I had culture shock. And really? <laughs> really? It's, Atlanta was too much? or It's so um, not necessarily too much. Mm-hmm. But it was because I didn't move here until I... Like, I was 37 when I moved here. Okay. So I had spent, you know, the majority of my life mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I visited other places. Right. But as far as, like, living. Yes. That was the only place that I actually lived. Right. And, you know, I, I knew everything there. You mm-hmm. know, you knew, you know all your people. You know where to go. Yes. And for what. Yes. And then I came to Atlanta and... um even though there are a lot of people from Pittsburgh in Atlanta. Yes, that's true. Um, I was still mostly by myself. Mm. Um, I have a cousin who, who lives here, mm-hmm. and but she's super busy as okay. well. Okay. So it was kind of hard to catch up with her. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like um, Pittsburgh's smaller. Yeah. It's not a small town, but it's smaller than Atlanta. Really? Okay. So, um, you know, and this was before GPS, so I had to print out. <laughs> MapQuest directions to get places. I used to do that too. And it was just a lot. <laughs> it you was know? a lot. Yeah, I used to. MapQuest was my friend just to move around. Yeah, I remember yeah. those era at that time too. So you're here in Atlanta, but I want to take it back a little bit in the, you know, early in the Pittsburgh, your Pittsburgh years growing up in the neighborhood. What was it like there for you in Pittsburgh? A very close community? Just, um, um well, you know, Pittsburgh is a um, working class city, mm-hmm. um, so you know it's it's more tight knit. Okay, I would say. Okay, um, had you know, I had my my group of friends and a creative community. It's is uh, robust, mm-hmm. but it's small. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you know, everyone kind of knew each other. Right. Um, the the neighborhood that I grew up in, um, Homewood Brushton, um, was predominant pre- predominantly black. Really? Okay. Um, and you know it it was uh, it was a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember we used to have block parties and things like that, mm-hmm. and you know I could ride my bike from one end right, to the other, right. and it'd be okay. And then mm-hmm. um, it started to change a little in the eighties, mm-hmm. like from the impact of drugs okay and then in the early 90s we had um gangs okay really okay yeah um Mm. we had bloods and crips Mm -hmm. in um, pittsburgh in pittsburgh all right now yes wow um so it it changed the dynamic Mm -hmm. of a lot of things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the neighborhood that i grew up in were like crips and you know the neighborhood next to us were bloods Mm. and you know there was a lot of things that happened as a result wow um but uh you know the cre- the creative community you know was still there yes. it just 
you know, it had different aspects of it. Okay. Yeah. What was the soundtrack for you growing up then? Was was hip hop a part of it or was it R&B, soul? How um, was it for you in Pittsburgh? Maybe in the teenage pri- years, yeah, yeah, pri- yeah. probably around your teenage years. How was it for you then? It was, it was the majority was hip hop. Okay. Like I, I say that um, hip hop is the, the music that I grew up okay. with and the culture I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know, like when I found hip hop, like, um, like early, like Blondie, Rapture, Fat Fat Freddy. Mm-hmm, um, early. Mm-hmm. From then on, it was just like Run DMC was yes. my favorite group. Yes. I was, like, I saw them perform in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. at the Civic Arena, mm-hmm. and um, that made me want to be a DJ. Really? Like, I want to be a tour DJ. Really? Yeah, and I, I, I did DJ for a while. I like DJs. <laughs> I do. Go on, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, and I used to produce hip hop music for my friends who were rappers. Nice. Um, and you know, and I was a DJ for a couple of my friends, mm. and um, so it was like I I did have like um, R and B and soul, yes. and because um, I you know I grew up on like my parents would play. We had eight tracks in our car. I'm dating myself, Me but too. you know, I had eight tracks too. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I grew up on like the Isleys and the Commodores yes. and um Parliament yeah. and, and, and a little Al Green. Was it yeah. a little Al Green? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and uh Donna Summer and yeah. you know, all those like so, even the Bee Gees, like, you know Nice. All nice. that. Nice. You know, so you had so, a nice collection of, of yeah. music to kinda go with you as you were growing up, but the influencer might have been hip hop because yeah. you were DJing and stuff like that. Yeah. How long were you DJing? Well, for you, for um, your friends and people. I started DJing, uh, when I was 15. Wow. And, um, I, I would say probably around, um, in a, maybe like I was 20 something when I, I stopped. Okay. Okay. Um, but I still have my turntables and mm-hmm. I still have all my records. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are in stores, okay. but, you know, I still mess around here and wow. there. I don't play out No, anywhere. you just do for home yeah, entertainment, yeah, just like, yeah. oh, I want to hear this, and you just play some yeah. music and spend for yeah. a little bit. That's pretty cool. And, and, and you know, I used to want to be, like, a, a battle DJ. Wow. So, you know, I, I could yeah. do some things. <laughs> so every oh. once in a while, I'll play around. Is yeah. that right? I did not know that. Because <laughs> my... my my DJ name was DJ Rampage. Rampage is in the building. <laughs> He's blushing. Rampage is in the building. DJ Rampage is in the building. So we're doing this in Pittsburgh, which a lot of people, you know, pardon our ignorance, because sometimes if we're, if we're not coming from a, a big metropolis or known city like New York or Chicago or LA or even Miami, we don't understand the importance of music and how it hits different communities in different cities throughout the country and what your influence were, you know, what influenced you um, during that time. Cause I know that speared off into some form of this artistic side that we know of you today. Right. right. So while you're in Pittsburgh, you're doing the DJing thing and you're doing that till about 20 was it at that time, Will, that you were thinking, man, I want to kind of take this and do something else different? Or did that come a little later for you? And, and you- um, so so um, I, would, I, I attribute um, my involvement in hip hop mm-hmm. to like everything else that I've done. Okay. So like I've worked full time as a graphic designer. Okay. And that came from um, when I was producing um, music for my friends who were rappers, mm-hmm. like we would make cassette tapes to sell so i would design the cover for the cassette tapes and make and design flyers to promote Mm. and everything so that's kind of where i started my my history in graphic design and you know i was self-taught and kind of it grew from there Mm -hmm. and like i i got to the point where i was able to like secure a job as a graphic Graphic guy Mm -hmm. because of my my start in you know through Mm hip-hop Um, and, uh, as I, I think as I got older and like did less producing and DJing, mm-hmm. um, I still have a, a love for hip hop and music, mm-hmm. um, and just creative yeah. endeavors in general. Right. So, um, I wanted to still be involved, but I had to figure out how that was going to 
how that what that was going to look okay. like. So um, I um, I went to the art institute because mm-hmm. I wanted to be an audio engineer. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, um, part of the course that I was taking, we had to um, learn some basics of video production. Mm. So um, some of my classes, uh, some of the class projects, um, I had to do a music video. Okay. So um, I had, you know, I still had friends who were making music. Yeah. And, and I, actually, at that time, I was still like this was ninety one to ninety three. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still like really into producing and everything, mm-hmm. so um, I, ne- I ended up making a couple videos for some friends of mine, and that was like the beginning of that. Wow! But um, at that time, you know, the equipment was really expensive, so it wasn't like um, how it is now. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as accessible. Yes. So once I graduated from the art institute, um, I didn't. I wasn't involved with video for a very long time okay. because I didn't have access to the equipment. Right, right, right. And the 90s was hot, so you were probably busy. Or, you know, people were starting to really come into hip-hop because now we got videos and we got fashion and the world is watching, right? The world is checking out anything hip-hop related. So now you you're probably gotten... You had some opportunities because people are like, yo, I'm aspiring. I want to do this. And so you're like, I'll film you. You know, I can do it. So were you responsible for maybe the the direction of it or in the production of it? Or people came to you, your friends came to you and just was like, I'm just going to spit some rhymes. And you just kind of filmed them. How was it for you then? For for the music videos? Yes, for the music um, videos. So I, I really only did a couple. Okay. Again, because I was, you know, um, in school and I only had um, access at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more like um, I, I had something that I needed to do. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this could be beneficial for both of us. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you get a video out of it. I get my project done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so why not? Mm-hmm. You know, like you have this. Let's, you know, let's decide a song mm-hmm. and let's just go out and shoot some stuff mm-hmm. and I'll put it together. Um, and this that that was before YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, um, we have it on VHS tapes. VHS tapes. <laughs> right. VHS tapes. People don't, some people don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Right. Right. What does that say? Beta. VHS yeah, right. tapes. <laughs> wow. Do you still have some of those tapes? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now the, the trick is we don't have equipment to play. <laughs> Right. Trying to find the equipment right. to play it on is the right. the challenge now because they don't even make that too much. Wow. Yeah. How long were the videos? Average time, like maybe three minutes, three and a half, if that? Um, Probably like three and a half, four. Because, you know, mm-hmm. at the time, like it was before, like now everything's like three minutes, like two or three verses of 16 bars. Right. Um, It's very formulaic. But mm-hmm. before, like back that time, they had more... You know, it was it was more open, I, mm-hmm. I would say. So mm-hmm. the songs were longer. Um, this like the structure of the song would vary yeah. more. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like chorus first, chorus first. Right, that's right, it. Right. You know, sometimes there'd be a bridge or mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. skits and things like that. Just, just different, totally different. Yeah. So now we'll catch me up a little bit now. Uh, in your opening comments, you mentioned how a job helped you to relocate here to Atlanta. So now you're here in Atlanta and. Um, Pittsburgh's in your heart and your soul. You're not really meeting too many people from Pittsburgh right here in Atlanta. So what was your outlet while you were here? Did you try to um, connect with a creative community when you got here? How did that work for you? Um, so when I first got here, yeah. um, I was hanging out primarily with um, my coworkers. Okay. Like there were two other people who moved down with me. Okay. Um, but so the thing about that was like I was you know, maybe 10 or 15 years older mm. than them. Mm. So that didn't work out that okay, well. I mean, okay. it, it wasn't like a bad thing, right. but it was kind of like, yeah, I don't need to be here. That's um, not where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's like, not what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't drink. Yeah. But, you know, so they want to go out to bars. Yeah, that's and not what you're doing. Yeah. Which is fine. But, you know, at a certain point, it was kind of like, all right, uh, what am I doing? Right. Right. Um, so I ended up... Um, Find, finding the because uh, I used to I get I used to do um, poetry. Oh, um, so 
I figured I could find a, a, a poetry night. Right. And that, and that, again, I didn't know anything about Atlanta. Right. So I was like, all right, a poetry night. That sounds safe. Like, you never really hear about anything no wild jumping off. Just a lot of snapping Right. Like, snapping fingers. No fights or no. shootouts or anything in a poetry right. event. So I ended up going to um, the Apache Cafe. That's right. And, um, you know, going there pretty mm-hmm. regularly. And um, I made friends with um, one of the hosts, mm-hmm. Queen Sheba. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up filming some of her events. Oh there mm-hmm. and from you know meeting queen sheba she introduced me to um miss dia who was also a um you know a host there and, and promoter mm-hmm. and she has her own events but her events were more hip-hop focused okay so when i was like i i attribute twitter for a lot of my mm. um Meeting people here, okay. Because I would follow people on Twitter, okay, and find out what's going mm-hmm. on, and you know, mm-hmm. like once I found this group of people that were in line with the the type of thing that I was interested in, mm-hmm. um, I would just like follow them and then follow who they were following, and so um, I ended up filming some events um, for Miss Dia and mm. getting to know like the the hip hop artist that okay. she knew, okay. And it kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. And hip hop was uh, in your mind or your feeling uh, a little different than what you were experiencing in Pittsburgh, right? Because it's the dirt whole dirty South feel. Or it was kind of the same. I, um, so, 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 okay. Um, it was, it was, it was more this more similar. Okay. Because the the artists involved on that particular scene were. Um, a lot of transplants such as mm-hmm, myself mm-hmm. and they were people who did not change who they were mm-hmm. or try, you know, try to do something because they were somewhere else. They were still doing the, the style of music and things like from, you know, w- um, from their hometown or, right. you know, from wherever they were. So it was, it wasn't like trap or snap music. It mm-hmm. was just, you know, it was just hip hop. Right. It was just hip hop. I mean, it was, you know, like, it's all hip hop, but um, it, it wasn't, you know, like what people stereotypically think about mm-hmm. Atlanta hip hop. Gotcha. Um, and that ended up being um, the catalyst for uh, a, a five minute short that I did mm-hmm. called Underexposed um, mm-hmm. Indie Hip Hop in Atlanta. Nice which I entered into the creative loafing contest, um, short film contest nice. and ended up winning nice. the audience choice and the critics choice award. Nice. And that led to me doing more documentary work. Congratulations here. on that. Cause that was going to be my next question <laughs> is how did we get there? So, well, what possessed you to want to do the documentary at that time? What was, what was going on in your mind to say, I want to do a doc? Um, so I think it was mostly um, because, like, I was like, um, I was blown away by a lot of the artists that okay. I was meeting and yes. like seeing their performance and the level that they were operating yes, on. Yes, and I just wanted to, and at you know, I carried this feeling on not even to this day. Like, mm-hmm. I just wanted other people to know about them. Gotcha. It's like everyone has this um, preconceived notion about you know people and things mm-hmm. and like Atlanta hip hop mm-hmm. and things like that. I'm like, no, like there, mm-hmm. there, there's that. Yes. But there's also this, a uh, big community right. of other people who right. are doing things and who are like really great at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to, um, use my platform, what little I had to give them a voice to say, Hey, we're here and we're doing stuff too. check us out, you yeah. know, cause you know, the the focus, the mainstream focus is more on the, the other group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It and, is. you know, that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to do something to say, hey, you know, these people over here are also really talented and doing things. And mm. maybe you should get some, you know, pay attention to them as well. Like mm-hmm. give them some spotlight as well. Nice. And so that five minute documentary, you acquired some accolades from that. Congratulations again. Is that when you caught the bug and said, you know what, I want to kind of do this a little bit more frequent or how did that go? How did that translate after you won that? Um, so 
So my actual first documentary I made in 2006. Yeah. Um, and that was back in Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, it, it was for a friend of mine who's a hip hop artist mm-hmm. named Sharon Don. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a project coming out called The Art of Life. Okay. So um, I had uh, there was a there was a, another artist from like New Jersey or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had released a project and he had uh, released a, a little documentary about it. And this was like YouTube time. Yeah, so yeah. Um, he released a documentary promoting that. Mm. And I really liked the idea. And I was like, well, we should try that. Mm. Mm. Mind you, I had not done a documentary before. Okay. When I, but I was like, well, I can watch a bunch of them. I can figure it out. Right, like, right. That's what I do. I figure stuff out. Um. So we went, we went ahead, like, and he trusted me mm. enough to go ahead and do this. And do like, even though I, I couldn't very clearly articulate what I was seeing in my head. Okay. I was just like, just trust me. It's going to turn out. Yeah. Be fine. Just yeah. go interview people. It'll be, it'll be cool. Yeah. And, um, because our relationship that we had, you know, um, he trusted me and mm. we, we went and did it and, um, like I even did like uh, you know extras for the because D- we did a DVD, so we did extras for the DVD and had like even a a mockumentary on the documentary. Uh-huh. A mockumentary, um, cool. <laughs> and it it, w- it was a lot of fun, but it was also a, a lot of work. It was yeah. a, a learning experience, mm. um, and I didn't have like expensive equipment. Mm-hmm. It was like we used like a little little handy cam. Okay. And there were no like external mics or anything. It was just mm. like the mic, the on mic the that came on the cam, mm. and mm-hmm. like a, a hand-me-down spotlight that I had. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm an advocate of just using what you have okay. at the time okay. and doing the best that you can, mm-hmm. and you know, eventually working up to other stuff. Like even now, the stuff that I don't ha- that I have isn't like ridiculously extravagant or anything. You but can't you know, tell. just. The quality, make it work. The quality is exquisite, and we're going to talk about that for that particular documentary. Well, how long was that? Was that another five minute, ten minutes? Oh, that was actually like fifty minutes. It was almost an hour. Yes. Wow. So we broke it up into five segments. Okay, ten minutes. Each Mm -hmm. segment was um, ten ten minutes. Um, I don't remember all the segments, but um, it was. Um, him talking about the beginning, mm-hmm. how he got started, um, his style of um, rap. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about, and we talked to his DJ, who was the producer. And we talked about the the music. Right. We talked about his um, take on performing, mm-hmm. and um, uh, there was another one. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. So that happened before we did the work here in Atlanta. Yes. And got awarded for that. And so then after that documentary, well, what was next for you? After you got that recognition from Creative Loafing, what did you want to do next after that? Um, well, it was all very unexpected. Mm. Um, and I'm not really, I don't really care for contests. Okay. Um, but I had a friend, um, Ronnie Nicole, who had um, really encouraged me to enter it. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, well, it, okay. You know, yeah. She does great work. By yeah. Way. She's awesome. Yes. Like she's my idol. Yes. Um, and that's, so, you know, like I, all right, Ronnie says I should do it. You so I'm going to do, do it. Right. <laughs> so like after one, I was like, oh, okay. And then like, I was still making music videos then. And that was, that just carried on. But, um, I think winning the contest for hip hop, in Atlanta, it kind of put me on the, the radar for mm. some people. So I ended up being uh, one of three directors who were selected to create something f- specifically for the first A3C film festival. Nice. nice. And that, this all happened in the same year. So I think that was 2012. 12? Just yeah. six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I ended up doing a 20-minute documentary for that called Change in the Game. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we have this hip-hop lane, if you will. You have a love for hip-hop. You shared with me, and I respect that. I love hip-hop, too. 
And so that allowed you to do some things creative to, you know, creatively just kind of, you want to kind of let people understand why these people are good at what they do, why they're so dope in your, in your mind. And so you got that lane going. I want to talk about how we switch gears or we're balancing the two, if you will, because the work that you're doing today, um, if people don't go back and Google or look back, they wouldn't even know all of these wonderful things that you're telling us today. So I want to know what, what happened or what triggered, at least before Possibilities of Her, the first documentary you did prior to that one. Tell us about that one. So um, Divided Time yes. is the documentary that preceded The Possibility of Her. Yes. And... It was still in line with my my love affair with hip hop. Okay, okay. Because um, divided time is about hip hop artists who are fathers and how they balance mm-hmm. those two lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, part of the reason why I wanted to do it was because, like you know, hip hop artists, um, especially, well, I mean, just in general, yes, um, get a lot of bad. Rap? They do. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, and I want to show that there are responsible people, yes. mature people who are making good music, mm-hmm. who are making music and who are active in their, you know, children's lives mm-hmm. and things. Cause mm-hmm. you know, when, when most of the time when people associate, uh, hip hop and in parenthood it's not in a it's not in a good light. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to show that there are people who are like really doing mm-hmm. their thing and like even the people who are mainstream who are doing a good job. Yes. They don't really talk about that. Mm-hmm. They focus more on the drama. Yes. So I wanted to do something to counter that. Nice. So that's where Divided Time came mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. And it was it, like nine, got, maybe it was yeah, it was about nine, nine artists. Yeah, nine artists, um, all based in Atlanta. Mm. Um, it, it's like every, everything I do is primarily based in, in Atlanta, Atlanta because I don't have a lot of money. So I just use my resources. Right, right. Um, I don't have money to travel and yeah. do stuff. So, um, And I, I prefer to work with um, independent artists mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. or like, because I feel like, want to be able to have an impact mm-hmm. with um, whatever I do. Yes. And I feel like I could have a, a greater impact on people who um, aren't already in the media spotlight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows Killer Mike. Yes. Like, yes. you know, it, it wouldn't be hard for me to do a documentary about Killer Mike and everyone love it. Right. Because everyone knows him and right. everyone loves him. Right. right. Or, so um, from, I, I'd rather focus on people who don't. Mm-hmm always get the spotlight yeah. whose voices aren't always heard and like do you know what little i don't really have a, a big platform but yeah. what little i have like use that to to boost them but it, you know oh well it makes it um interesting though you know i i guess because it's documentary work and and people that want to be informed or know about things um that doesn't normally come through their, their myths is going to be drawn in. That's what I find fascinating because it is people that we don't know. Right. Um, just average people, if you will. And you've given them this platform to just speak and share and be transparent. And then we feel like we have a connection with these people. So, you know, hats off to the people in Atlanta because they do give you a lot of content. There are so many artistic people, creative people, present company included, right, that are doing incredible work. And because we're not Hollywood or New York or we don't always have red carpet in our right. in our midst, doesn't mean that the passion and the integrity and the quality of the work is not there. So that's what I really I'm 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 really excited about your work and what you're doing because you get that. And to me I don't want to consider them the underdog, but maybe it's that whole underground swell or movement of artists or creatives or people that are doing what they do. And you're taking the time to capture that. And yeah, you've graduated from holding a handheld camera to really using some equipment that looks, you know, when it's, when it, it's captured, it brings us in. At least it does for me. It's mm-hmm. breathtaking work. The clarity, the, the cleanliness, the, the way you capture 
everything that they're doing and saying in these documentaries is, is phenomenal. Um, I'm going to, I didn't get a chance. I didn't know about dividing time. <laughs> I didn't know about that. So shame on the host here who didn't know. So we'll just slid that one on to me. So I'm going to look at that one, but I do know about the possibility of her. And I wanted to talk about that too, only because of the fact that you're taking the time. It's like you flip the coin. You talk to men and now you're talking to women. And and yeah. these women are not DJs, they're not one is. They're not rap artists. They're well, the, one, is. one is. But they're just it, it was a, a a collection of different type of women, right? Yes. Fair assessment, yes. right? Yes. Doing interesting things. Yes. Right? So why why that flip, Will? Why did you do the possibility of her? Well, um, I, I I try to be balanced. Okay. So um, after doing by the time, I wanted to do something because the by the time was focused solely on men. Yes. Um, although we do talk about their partners in it mm-hmm. because you know it, that's still a part of yes, it. You yes. Yes. Whether they're together or not, mm-hmm. you know, it's still a part of it. Um, so I wanted to do something based um or focused solely on women mm-hmm. but i didn't want to do just the flip of the by yeah. the time just yeah. you know so i was trying to think of what else i could do um and i started thinking because i have um friends who are involved in the music industry mm-hmm. um and i was thinking about how you know how many industries and fields that are um male dominated mm-hmm. and ah. I was trying to figure out if it's male dominated because of the number of people who are involved, mm. men versus women, mm. or because of who's at the top and who's actually doing the work right. and who's taking the credit right, right. for the most part. Right. So, cause I had, like, again, because I have a lot of friends who are in, in, a, in the music industry, like in administrative capacities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you know and then like i would read interviews with artists and you know they would talk about meeting with people before they met with like the top person but you know it would be a a woman Mm. a lot of the times so i'm wondering you know again is it is it male dominated because of how many men are involved or because of the position that the men have Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started wondering about different fields mm-hmm. and not just, you know, entertainment industry, right. but, you know, all the other fields. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the, how it started. Yeah. It was really good because it was a welder. All right. A fighter, yes. a, a, box, um, a female DJ. Shouts out to DJ Aquaria. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a lyricist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was uh, another one, right? I, I might be missing one. It was quite so, a few, right? Yeah, yeah. so um, I ended up interviewing 12 women mm. altogether. Mm. Um, I'm going to forget some of the I people. know. Shouts out to the T-shirt lady because we all <laughs> yes. get our T-shirts through her. <laughs> so, yeah, over there in, in East Atlanta. Yeah, I thought yes. that was very good. Yeah. yeah. So, Screen printer. Yeah. Um, firefighter, stunt person. Yes. Um, Shouts out to Demita. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, a coder, yes. Um, you know, a web developer. Mm-hmm. I, I should say she'll she'll be angry at me. No, no. Um, Please charge it to our heads, <laughs> not to our hearts. But the the work yeah. collectively was just amazing. It was really yeah. good. It was very interesting, and it captivated us for almost two hours. It was like two hours. Um, and it was good because they showed their vulnerable side, why they do what they do, and the amount of work and practice or their thought process in what they do every day. And, and some of the non-supportive people, especially right. for the boxer, um, even um, the DJing lifestyle sometimes, because she wanted to battle as well. Um, and I thought, and the welder was interesting too, you know, which I thought was her viewpoint was more of an artistic um, perspective, like mm-hmm. wanting to translate her love for art into, mm-hmm. you know, her fire and iron and welding. I just thought it was really interesting how you found these people um, and they were willing to just share and just be transparent and, and do that. Um, the possibilities of her has been touring the U.S. Has it not been being screened in different parts of the U.S.? Yes. it's So I've, um, 
submitted to yeah. a, a bunch of different film festivals yes. and it's been um accepted and screened at um nine festivals nine um congrats mostly up and down like the, the east, east coast, coast. And, and yes stuff. yes um like dc i thought yeah, might have been one dc right. was one mm-hmm. um charlotte yes um recently austin mm. um Next month, um, in October, it's going to be at the Gary, Indiana, wow. in Indiana, um, Black Film Festival. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're getting it. It's good. It's good work. <laughs> it's good work. And it's just moving across the country. How are you feeling? What's the response when you go to these releases? What is the energy in the room for you? And, um, so I, I haven't been able to attend all of them. Okay. Um, Again, because I don't have the money to, okay. and, and I still work full time. Okay. So, um, like having the, the time and the money to travel to mm-hmm. the different festivals, um, is, is difficult. But, um, the ones that I, I, I am able to attend, the, the energy is always good. good. Um, recently it was at the Bronzelands, mm-hmm. um, film festival yes. here in Atlanta. Yes. And there were several people there who were like, you did this? Like, because they were like, a, a guy made this? Yeah, yeah. Which was, which was interesting. Yes. And, and I guess telling in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. Um, it's been good. It's very good. Yeah. It's very good. I mean, because again, when I saw the previews of it, I was like, wow, this is pretty good. And I was like, hey, not so much that it's a guy. I applaud men who get us as women or want to give us an opportunity to showcase or give us a platform to just express because it is unfortunately or not, the scales are always unbalanced for us. We could be doing the same job or same thing and we may not get the credit. We may not get the accolades. We may not get the pay. We may not get the opportunity. And so again, I just thought it was interesting that you picked those professions that are primarily male centered or, or dominated by men or within it, you know, just that whole thing. And not that guys are hating. It's just have been the nature of the beast and that these ladies have decided to, this is, this is what I want to do. And they're extremely passionate and committed about it. And we've even seen the fire, uh, the, the fire, firefighter. firefighter get her promotion and mm-hmm. her accolade. And that was really good. And so we saw some, um, some triumphs within right. it. Um, and just the motivation by, for some of them, um, you know, for the t-shirt lady, I know it's her son. I mm-hmm. know. And she's very, she's a very positive, solid force. And to see her get emotional yeah. on, on film was like, this is great because that's the one button or one area that if you touch that, that's going to make her feel a certain way. <laughs> and so I was like, way to go, Will. Cause you, <laughs> cause you got, you know, the, the essence of mm-hmm. who we are as women. And that we're very passionate on what we do, but there are some triggers and yeah. some buttons and some areas that make us weak or make us roar, right? right. Um, and so for that, I, I commend you on that work. Are, is there you. is there like a part two, and not just for possibilities of her, but maybe divided time? Do you think you might want to revisit either one of those or no? Um, probably not. Okay. I try to like when I'm um, done with a project, I you're done just. <laughs> Let it be because it's so hard for me to cross the finish line in the first place. Oh, okay. Um, because you know, I'll, I'll be tweaking something yeah. until infinity <laughs> if, if I'm allowed. So at some point, you know, I have to just stop, yeah, and just let, let it, it be. go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I try to just when I'm done, just let it go and like, you know, as far as like the creative aspect, um, as so much you're done, then it gets into promoting and right, marketing and right, everything like right, that. Right. So um then I try to foc- put my focus more on that mm-hmm. than like I, I I have a problem with watching it. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like any anything that it's like even the music videos that I do like uh-huh. there's a lot that I don't watch. Cuz well one because I've seen it a billion times because you're at that point cuz I'm editing re- it. Edit yeah. Okay. Mhm. And um so I'm like, all right, well, you're, I, you're done with it. Cause I'll, I'll sit there and, and over critique it. Mm-hmm. 
like it's one one thing to you know self critique and you know learn and grow, mm-hmm. but there's a point where you're just like just being nitpicky about yeah. it, and it's, that's not productive. Yeah, and that'll be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a continuing voice that you have, no pun intended, <laughs> with with our our voices, our lives. Yes, because those are short, shorter documentaries or short stories, if you will, of, mm-hmm. of again, talented or interesting people. And how do you pick them? What What is it about them that you say, okay, I think I want to, this person, is it, is there some kind of formula or these are people, you know, or how do you pick these people? Will? um, so as far, as far as the film, yeah. um, so for divided time, the artists were primarily people that I've worked with mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, People I've done music videos right. with or people that I've filmed their performances. So I kind of knew their vibe mm-hmm. and their energy mm-hmm. um, and knew for that. It was it was important that I have had people that I knew were active in their child's life. Gotcha. Um, because that's the story that we were telling mm-hmm. um, for the possibility of her. um there were people that I had previous relationships with, okay. um, like Stacey Epps, um, the entertainment lawyer, mm-hmm. um, Rock, the hip hop artist, okay. um, Aquaria, DJ Aquaria. Mm-hmm. But there were several that I didn't know prior to starting to work on a project. Okay. okay. Um, they were either um, referrals from. Um, people that I knew, mm-hmm. like I, I put out, um, on social media, a call okay. a, a couple times, okay. like saying I'm looking for women gotcha. involved in non-traditional things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the welder was a referral from somebody. Gotcha. Um, for the boxer, mm-hmm. um, I just did a search on social media for mm. African American woman boxer. Um, and her name came up and I reached out to her through Twitter um, and you know, I, I was fortunate enough for her to respond and be willing to, to meet with me and, and allow me to, inter- um, interview her. Mm-hmm. Same with, um, the stunt woman. So with her, um, she, she, she does cosplay sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like for Dragon Con. Okay. <clears throat> so there was a year that she went as Wonder Woman. But she had a giant afro. <laughs> so someone had taken a picture of her yeah. in her costume on Marta. Mm. And that picture went viral. Nice. And I saw the picture and I, you know, kind of um, saw that uh, she was based in Atlanta. Nice. So I reached out to her through Instagram. And it just happened that um, we had a mutual friend, mm-hmm. like, so, like, he kind of vouched for me that I'm not some crazy, crazy person, person just showing up with a camera. Yeah, yeah. right. Right. Um, not a which good is, look. <laughs> right. Not yeah. Good look. yeah. No, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey. Um, so, um, for th- for that, it, it was a little different, yeah. you know, um, for some of the people. Um, but I tried to meet everyone prior to sitting down with mm-hmm. them. With, with, like, I don't want my first um, meeting with them being me showing up with cameras and, mm-hmm. and lights and mm-hmm. pointing them at them mm-hmm. saying, all right, tell me stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I want them to get to know me. Right. And I want to get to know them and, you know, like get their energy and see, you know, their vibe. And, yes. And let them know that um, I, my, what my intentions are. Mm-hmm. And I only want to present them in the, in the best light right. possible. Right. I want to be true to their voice. Um, and I, I don't want to do any, any anything that's going to make either one of us look bad. I know. I know. That's right. Yeah. So our voices, our lives, is that our current body of work? The little pockets of documentaries or short yes. stories, right? Yes. Um, th- and I, I started doing that, um, because I don't have a, an idea for a big documentary okay. project right now. Okay. So, um, I try to stay busy because, you know, um, not being idle is not not good. Good for me. No, not I, for I any of us. I can't do it. It, it, it drives me crazy. So right. you got to do something. Are yeah. you doing them weekly? It seems like they're coming out pretty um, frequent. <clears throat> yeah, they were uh, initially when I came up with the idea, I was going to do bi-weekly. Okay. Um, but um, 
I decided to do weekly um, because it was for me it was easier to build momentum and mm. build an audience mm-hmm. by by being weekly mm-hmm. as opposed to every other week because mm-hmm. you know every other week people gave too much time for people to forget. I feel like I need to do this weekly. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I need to do this this, this <clears throat> conversation weekly. So you're out there. How are? Is it word of mouth that you're finding these people too as well? Um, or so for this, um, it was primarily people that I knew already. Okay. Um, there were um, again f- for the first season. It was primarily people that I knew because I, I I just wanted to it to be easy for, for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like even then, you know, everyone's busy. So scheduling and all that, mm-hmm. but, um, for the, for, for the next season, um, there were a couple people who saw like the video clips that I posted, mm-hmm. the images that I posted mm-hmm. and reached out to me That's asking it. how they could be involved or mm-hmm. if they could be involved. Yeah. So there are a couple people, um, that, that are going to be in season two that, you know, that's how they came. I'm going to reach out to <laughs> maybe I'll make season three. What makes a season for you? Is it like 12 episodes or eight yeah, episodes? The, the, the first season is 12 episodes okay. and I had a, it's 13 total. Okay. But 12 are, are, um, are, are profiles of people. Okay. And the 13th is, um, finale. Mm-hmm. So it's called first. I, ironically, I didn't even think about it until afterwards. Like the, the last, uh, episode is called first. first. Um, but it's, I interviewed, um, three different couples and had them tell the story of their first kiss. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting stuff. Well, I want to talk to you about, um, with us being here in Atlanta, there is so much buzz with film. In movies here now, it never was this way when we first got here, right? When right. You got, nobody's really doing stuff, and if they were doing stuff, it felt more like B movies, like really not things that were hitting on big screens or on TV networks. But now it's everything, and I don't know if it was because of reality TV, if that opened up the door with the housewives situation, and yeah. then other reality TV shows follow suit. And then people are like, no, we can really do movies here. And then, you know, there's Tyler, Tyler Perry, that's here and all that. And I, the report last year or the year before that was that Atlanta was like made like eight or $9 billion in the film industry. Do we feel that any of that is, is trickling down to us documentary people or people that are doing the type of work that you're doing hasn't hit us yet. Right. Um, no, not for me. Okay. Um, I, I, and I operate outside of that. So I'm not gotcha. very, like actually involved in like the industry stuff. I gotcha. Um, but I do have a couple friends who it has trickled down some. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there was a, I have a friend who was a, um, a, a, a camera operator mm-hmm. and he's been, you know, pretty busy because of all the production that's been going on. Then I have another friend, um, Jason Lauder, who is an actor mm-hmm. and he's been able to, um, he had a, a role on, um, Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Good and, show. And, and, um, some other opportunities yeah. have come up. So, um, I think it's, it's, it's not going at the rate. That we would like. Okay. Slowly, maybe, maybe. possibly, um, trickling down. Um, and, and, and I think it's, you know, um, one of the things that my, my one friend told me is that, um, the, though a lot of things are being filmed here, mm. the crew and even the post production is still, California based. So uh, like they'll bring the crew with them. With them here, yeah. Because it's people that they you, you know, know, it's still yeah, like, still like you know, any other industries, but yeah. still like, oh well, I know Bob, so I'm gonna work with Bob. Bob, yeah, yeah. And not really introducing some of the local talent that we right. have and so we can uh marinate better, right. um, infiltrate some of that better. Yeah, even um Donald Glover's show yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Which is Atlanta. Atlanta. Right. Right. <laughs> the post-production, the editing and everything is done in California. California. Mm. For for your work that you're doing, um, any sponsors or anyone partnering with you? It's all you. Yeah. It's Truly independent just, work. 
Right. Yeah. It's just me financing it through my job. Wow. Do you, do you, do you <coughs> thought about GoFundMes or anything like that or no? Um, oh, he's, the eye, that look, <laughs> you didn't see that look. That look was like, mm, mm. is it a pain to do the GoFundMes and that I, kind of it, thing? It's just not, not you. Me. It's not you. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's not me. Um, I, I, I know people who yeah. have been very successful with, with that, GoFundMes. Yeah. I, I, it's just not me. Um, wow. You love what you do, Will. You love what you do because you you're paying for it. <laughs> Word, right. yeah. yeah. You love what you do. You're not alone because there's quite a few <laughs> right. of us that are paying for what we do because we love it. Um, but we feel that that there, it it has to get out, and yeah. it does you no good keeping it into yourself. So you are you just expressing yourself through this through this media and through this platform. And I think it's amazing. I think it's great. Um, are you still in the midst of season two with our voices, our lives, or we're wrapping that season up? Going to do a third season or no? I am actually in a process in like production uh, um, mode for a season two. Okay. Um, season one just ended August 31st. Okay. Just ended. That was a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I'm really just now like starting to pick up yeah. season two and, and okay. filming and, and actually I have um, my cameras and stuff mm. with me because when I'm done with this interview, I'm going to go film an interview with mm. um, an artist, um, Goldie Gold. Nice. Yes. See, for me, I, you know, I binge watched. Also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, they're short, they're like five, five and a half minutes. So yeah. like, it'll be an, an hour for someone to watch the whole oh, season. Th- yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. I got to get in season. <laughs> I, who do I need to talk to to get in for season two? <laughs> so, what's next for you, Will? I know we're doing our 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 voices, our lives. We're just looking for inspiration to really do like another documentary. Is there anything else that you have in the works? Um. So, right now, I'm talking to um an artist uh here in Atlanta um that I I I really um, admire. Mm-hmm. He's actually like an international artist mm. like he has um his art in France and like everywhere yeah. you know um and we're talking about doing something uh, a documentary about it's, it's not about his art but it's about something else mm-hmm. that, um I can't you can't say it don't really have to say no, right no. now but um no, I'm no. I'm looking forward to that okay um, but that's probably not going to be for a while okay um <clears throat> so right now my my main focus is um, season two of Our Voices, Our Lives. Mm-hmm. And as the film festivals wind down for the possibility of her, okay. I'm going to be releasing it on like DVD and nice. Blu-ray. Nice. So I'm starting to gear up. Like I'm right now I'm working on authoring the DVD and designing all the menus and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to have it ready for this fall for the holidays. Mm. So that's, those those are like my my main um, focus right, right now. Right. Was there ever a time, Will, when you said, you know, I don't want to do this anymore, or why am I doing this? <clears throat> um, almost annually. Really? That's keeping it real. Yeah. That's keeping it one hundred. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. <It's> like <laughs> like I, every year. <laughs> I was very close to not doing anything before I did divided time. Really. And what, what you just like, man, I'm not doing this. Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I think a lot of creatives just in general, like go through these cycles uh-huh. where it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Like sometimes you don't feel like you're, you're making any progress or mm-hmm. this stuff that you're doing is not, um, having an impact. Yes. So it's kind of like, well, what's the point? Yeah. Um, so I ended up like, as I was going through that, I said, I decided to lean heavily, heavily into like the create creating. So that's why I ended up doing divided time. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was like, well, I, I, I'm not going to stop, even though I felt like it. So I'm going to go hard the other way. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a normal occurrence. It's a normal like, occurrence. You know, it ebbs and flows. It took me 
part of the reason why it took me a while to finish the possibility of her was me fighting some of those feelings. Really? Yeah. That's I mean, aside real. from trying to catch up with people on right, schedules. Right, right, right. Um, like, you know, just like thinking about like, am I the right person to be doing this? Mm-hmm. Especially like a film that's centered on women. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, because, you know, there's like the male gaze and right, everything that right, people, right. you have to be considerate of. Right, right. Just like, all right, well, fighting those feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, your work is always tastefully done. Um, you, you depict the characters or the people you're talking to in the film very well. So there's a trust there. I think yeah. the community trusts you in what you're going to display and show. And it's always because you're balanced. Right. You're always thinking one side and the other side. And I, and it shows in your work. So, uh, you know, no more of that. But I mean, of thinking like, you know, is anybody getting it? We're getting it. But I can understand the creative blurriness or mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, I can get you on that. But us as a community, not digging what you do, that's, we're past that because you're getting awards now and that, you know, it's being shown in different theaters across like nine different theaters. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're on your way. Like I'm thinking there should be Sundance and there's cons and there's all of these other bigger ones that you have an opportunity to display your work. And so, you know, you're, you're on your way. There's, there's no more talk of that. Well, how can people find you? How can people find you? Um, it, I try to make it, a- Easy for mm. people to find. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if they go to wfjrfilms.com, mm-hmm. um, that's my website. It's also all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all WFJR Films. Like this. I got this. this is nice. Good stuff. When, um, when you get in that space of not being able to create... Is it your community of friends that keep you going? What keeps you, what bounces you back in? Um, there's, there's usually like a couple of different layers. Okay. Like, um, my community and just like, even the people that I don't know, just like, um, being privy to all these people who are doing these, these awesome things, these great things mm-hmm. is just inspiring in itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's part of it. And, um, <laughs> now part of it is like part of, you know, me doing our voices, our lives. Mm-hmm. It's like, I've made an investment. I mean, just, you know, mm-hmm. to, to be honest, you know, so I'm like, all right, well, I have an investment in this equipment and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let it just, sit and gather yeah, dust. I'm yeah. going to keep using it. Right. And um, I'm going to keep working on my skills and my tool set, my skill set um, to improve. So mm-hmm. the next full length documentary that I do mm-hmm. is even better than the last two or three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, know, you got quite a few. <laughs> you got quite a few. Will. you got quite a few. I wanted to leave our listeners with that because I know that, <clears throat> Um, in anything that we do, even as a creator or even as an entrepreneur, sometimes we just want to stop. We don't like, what are we doing this for? Like who gets this? Nobody's watching this. Like, really, am I talking to myself? Like what's going on here? But there's, we want to speak to the little voices that are inside of people that tells you that you just can't quit. There's something inside of you. And I believe in the most high. So I believe that the creator gives us things that we have to get out. Um, it would be a shame that we lay in a box or in dirt or however we want to dispose of our physical body and not get all of the spiritual gifts or gifts out. And I believe that there are not enough people that look like you will that do documentary work that we can touch and see and that the quality of work is there. So the mere fact that you've been doing all of this on your own hats off to you. I tip my hat to you because you're making an investment in yourself and in your craft and what you believe in. And we, um, we want to encourage people to raise the elevation in the quality of work that they do as well. That yes, be passionate about it, be focused and make that investment Mm -hmm. because it just translate better. It it leaves that legacy or that body of work that it's like, 
you know, yeah. it's, it's spot on. So, um, for those of people that are thinking, you know, I didn't really want to do this. I don't really want to, I don't know. You know, we always say it, but really don't give up. Take that time that you feel that you need to kind of sort things out. But I think you've come too far to like stop now. Like there's, yeah. there's a, a bigger story in you that's got to come out. So, you know, to you, Will. Much continued success in everything that you do. We're going to get to know me more because I'm going to try to be in one of the episodes. <laughs> I'm uh, going to try to get in there. I, I, I will say, uh, also part of the, the, the motivation is um, the res- you know, and you asked about the response, yes. like when when it's at film festivals or screenings, um, like the po- like when I premiered the possibility of her here in Atlanta. Yes. Um, it sold out twice. Like, so the first time we had a, a smaller uh-huh. uh, theater yes. and the tickets sold out. And then we got a, a larger theater mm-hmm. and the tickets sold out again. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of, part of it is, you know, the support that, you know, yeah. I've received. Yes. And part of it is the response from the people who are featured in the projects yes. that I do. Yes. Um, everyone, like we had a, effort, uh, a, uh, FAQ afterwards, a Q and A afterwards, yeah. and like they talked to like the 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 host talked to the people who were featured, and they were all very um, very very happy with how it turned mm-hmm. out, and mm-hmm. you know very pleased. And um, even with our voices, our lives, I had one of the people who were featured call me, yeah. and like were lit- literally in tears about um, because at you know how it turned out and how thankful they were for someone um, being able to see, see them and give them their voice and, Mm -hmm. you know, want to hear and share their story. So it, for me, that's more important Mm. than like the awards. Yes. Um, Changing lives, touching and impacting people. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, it, it, it motivates me to keep going because like, I know that the people that I, at least the, the people that I feature appreciate yes. what I'm doing. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. One last thing. Underexposed. Is that right? One it's, other one, right? What yeah, is that? Under, what do we got going on in there? So underexposed ATL is, um, is came about because of the, the five minute documentary. Okay. Which was called Underexposed okay. Indie Hip Hop in Atlanta. Okay. So I made the social media handles for it because I was promoting it mm-hmm. because of the, the contest. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, you know, raise awareness yeah, for it and yeah. have people vote. So um it 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 um it continues. Uh-huh. Um and it is um now a, a channel on the A network. Um, really? where it, um, it, our voices, our lives is, uh, a series under the underexposed ATL. Really? Um, yeah. Congratulations. Um, yeah, I right. think I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That just recently, recently happened. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I yes. saw that. Um, and it's, it's my underexposed ATL is my, my tribute to Atlanta's, um, creative an entrepreneurial uh, community. Nice. So whenever I'm out um, at like art shows or events or whatever, like I'll take pictures and share them on on social media uh-huh. under underexposed because I want to show the other side of Atlanta, the side that's not on the the reality shows. Yes, yes. The, the, the side that you know I'm I'm I'm. Um, part of and, mm-hmm. and and blown away by yes um decide that you know like when i was here and i didn't know anyone and i found this like i it, it helped me a lot yeah because yeah. i was like you know i didn't know what i was doing i was borderline depressed because mm-hmm. i left everything that i knew and all my networks to come here right and to start over at 37 yeah and look at you now <laughs> Look at you now. So you have uh, underexposed. Yeah, underexposed ATL. And then you have Our Voices, Our Lives. Yes. And then you have. WFJR Films. So you got three different ways to get you, find you, see what you're doing, peeking. You have a website. 
Yeah, yeah. it's WFJRfilms.com. The website. And then yes. there's the Twitter, right? You right. like Twitter. Twitter's giving you love. You like yeah, that. Yeah, and Twitter and Instagram are like um, great tools yes. um, for me. Um, and the possibility of her, yes. um, I decided today that I'm going to do pre-orders for the um, for the VH not the VHS for the DVD and Blu-ray starting on my birthday, which is October 18th. You so if they go to the possibility of yes. they can on that day they can pre-order the DVD or, or Blu-ray. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna get mine. So it's exclusive. <laughs> yes. You got the first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get mine because I liked it. I liked it. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. Thank this you. was very informative and enlightened our listeners. Um, it enlightened me. I want to wish you nothing but continued success in everything that you do. Because again, you are raising the vibration. You are allowing us to look into the lives of people that we know, don't know, sit next to on the bus, work with, have some form of contact with, and you're spotlighting them in a very beautiful way. And you're putting um, Atlanta in a space and place that people are going to admire and want to be a part of this beautiful community of creatives and people that are doing awesome things in their profession. So thank you for doing what you do. Um, anything that I can do to help raise the vibration, count me in. I'm all in. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, Will, for your time. You guys know where to catch me. Real Chicks Rock, I'm everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Follow me. Uh, the website, we have realchicksrock.com. Look and check and see what we're doing. We got a lot of things coming up. Uh, the year is not over. It's the last quarter of the year. We got some things that we got going on. So until next time, you guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on.